Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. there, it's Dallas Travers. Welcome to this special solo episode of the Six Figure Coach Podcast. So I am flying solo today because I want to talk about three non-gross ways to close more sales in 2022. You're probably aware that often inside of this show when I'm coaching Hive members, the topic of client surge comes up here and there. And it comes up often because it's Mm, it's the first or second, depending on how you look at it, major milestone that Hive members cross. And it's a proven formula to find clients, right? It's really, in my opinion, the simplest, most authentic path to find clients, especially when you're starting out. So while I normally only offer client surge inside the Hive, I see how many of you need this system almost as a way to give yourselves permission to go all in on a full year of mentorship with me. So this December, I am going to open enrollment for Client Search. Now, whether you decide to join me inside Client Search or not, please mark your calendar for December 14th. Because Client Surge Enrollment is going to kick off with a special free workshop called Clients from Scratch, okay? You can grab your spot at Clients from Scratch right now at dallastravers.com slash clients. So inside of that workshop, we're going to cover a lot of ground, which is why I wanted to record this solo episode because I have a lot to say about how values-driven coaches can find more clients more easily. And it all can't fit into one workshop. So specifically today, I'm going to share three tools to utilize inside of a discovery session or a sales conversation to help you feel great, really serve your clients, and also enroll more clients. So before we dive into that, please hit pause on this episode and go to dallastravers.com slash clients to get in on Clients from Scratch. It's happening on December 14th, and it's really designed to set the foundation to help you find more perfect match clients in 2022. So once you do that, come on back and listen along as I share three non-gross ways to close more sales and find more clients. So welcome back. I hope you grabbed your spot for Clients from Scratch. I want to dedicate this episode to sharing three tools that I have developed or uncovered on my own as I've leaned into authentic selling inside of discovery sessions. So there are three of them. The first I want to speak to is at the end of your sales conversation. 
right? Offering what I call and what we talk about inside the hive as your chocolate or vanilla invitation. Presenting your offer in this way, it brings people to a different approach, right? It introduces a different way for your potential clients to make the decision about whether or not to work with you. I don't know about you, but there can often be an incredible amount of awkward pressure on me, but also on the client I'm speaking to when it's time to present the offer. It kind of reminds me of the love notes I used to pass (laughs) to Chad Anderson in the fourth grade, which was like, do you like me, yes or no? And poor Chad is just like left staring at this page with all of this pressure and just these two options. It's like an all or nothing approach. But by switching to this idea of a chocolate or vanilla invitation, there's no longer this yes or no question, and it becomes a which one question, which shifts the conversation. If I were imagining it visually, it's kind of the difference between me sitting on one side of the desk selling you something versus standing up, walking across the desk, sitting next to you and deciding together. And that's what service-based selling really looks and feels like. So what is a chocolate or vanilla invitation? It's essentially two different ways to deliver the same outcome. So I'm going to say that again. This is really important. It's two different ways to deliver the same outcome. So let me use Chris Voglio as an example. He was on a recent episode of the show here. Chris is a business coach. He helps creative business owners develop a rock star brand. And Chris has a, if I'm remembering this correctly, Chris, (laughs) a six-phase system, branding system that he takes clients through. So he's got this signature process. When Chris delivers the invitation, instead of saying, would you like to work with me or not? right? He might say, here's how I think I can help you. I have a five-step system designed to help you. And then we just add the client's language in there, right? Bring in more clients, feel confident about your brand, know that you are standing in your authentic voice. There are two ways that we can accomplish those goals together. The first is a six-week coaching package, and here's what it looks like. The second is a VIP day where we will spend six hours together walking through the same process. Which option feels like a better fit? Chocolate, the six-week process, right? Vanilla, the one day together. So I hope you noticed, even as you heard me improvise on a pitch for Chris, the energy around that right? It really comes from a place of service. And it's helping the client think about the best way to receive help versus, oh gosh, okay, I have to decide in this moment if I want help or not, which can just cloud our minds. Okay, so I want to underscore something here that's really important because a common mistake a lot of us make in discovery sessions, in sales calls, is that we overshare. We provide way too much information. Suddenly, we're getting into the details of how long the sessions are and how much email support people get and all of the worksheets and the handouts and the this and the that. And it's so much information that we're actually distracting the client from the real decision, right? Creating overwhelm. I think a lot of us make that mistake because we're uncomfortable presenting an offer. So in an effort to relieve our own discomfort, we pull the client out of their decision-making process. 
So by offering two separate outcomes, you're doing the same. So I'm just going to stick with Chris as my example here, right? What Chris wouldn't say is, all right, there's two ways to work with me. I can walk you through this five-step system so that you can implement your, the branding on your own, or I can teach you how to host sales conversations that align with your brand. Those are two completely different promises. It's confusing and distracting, especially because we want to make sure at the end of every sales conversation, we're only offering the tool, the process, the support aligned with the problems that this client wants solved and the goals that they have. So Chris should have known, like, what what do they want? Do they want to learn sales conversations, right? Or do they want to learn branding? So I just don't want you to think I'm telling you you have to have multiple offerings, multiple outcomes, right? What I'm really saying here is think about two different ways you can deliver the same offering so that in your sales conversations, you can present a chocolate or vanilla invitation. Okay, so we're talking about three non-gross ways to close more sales. I have seen this shift, chocolate or vanilla, make such a difference in how I show up to sales calls. So for all of us who are values-driven coaches, this helps us stay in a state of service. That's tip number one. So tip number two is the magic of the invite letter, which I'll talk about in just a moment. But again, I just want to encourage you that if your goal is to find more paying clients next year, please grab your spot for Clients from Scratch. It's happening on December 14th. And above and beyond what you're learning here today, you're going to learn three important tools to meet those client-getting goals next year. So the first one is, I like to call it an easy breezy lemon squeezy approach to find perfect match clients. You don't need a big network. You don't need to spend any money on tech or anything else other than an online scheduler, right? And you really don't need any technical skills whatsoever. From there, we're going to talk more about sales call confidence. I want to share with you the British Bake Off method for more confidence. This is going to help you authentically enroll the right clients. Here's the best part. It relies on your natural strengths as a coach. So this method works best if you are allergic to selling. And then a very tangible tool, it's a nine-word selling secret weapon so that you never feel slimy or scared to present an offer again. So go to dallastravers.com slash clients right now to grab your free spot. I cannot wait to see you at Clients from Scratch on December 14th. Okay, so let's talk about this second non-gross approach to selling, and that is Letting go of the one-call close, the pressure behind that, and embracing the power of the invite letter. So again, I want to be really clear here. I don't want you to misunderstand me and think what I'm saying is, don't present the offer in the first call. That is not of service. We don't want to make people jump through a bunch of hoops just to be able to work with us. What I'm saying is, let's be real. Most of us need breathing room before making a big decision, such as investing time, energy, money, emotion, into a coaching relationship. So the one call close is often pressure-filled. It can sometimes even be unethical. I'm thinking of another one of our Hive members. She's been on the show as well. Her name is Rachel. Rachel serves adults with ADHD. And 
Rachel realized, okay, wait, my audience, my dream clients, they tend to make (laughs) snap decisions. And that's something I coach people around, being impulsive, right? So by presenting an offer and going for the one-call close for this audience, mm, that actually doesn't serve them. It's not totally ethical. So I just want to give you permission to give yourself permission to serve in your sales call. Present the offer, but if someone needs time to consider the option, we don't try to force them into a decision right then. It's not about, we'll talk about this next, but powering through and overcoming objections. It's about maintaining this really special container that you've created to help the client step up even if they're nervous. If it's meant for them, we want to create an environment where they can give themselves permission to step up. And that's where the invite letter comes in. Okay, so what is an invite letter? This is something actually that I give you templates. It's something that we go through line by line inside of Client Surge. But basically, an invite letter is a proposal, right? But rather than just being the details, it's a very personalized outline of what the client's goals are and the potential, the gaps between where they are and where they want to be, how the work together will fill those gaps, clarifying the details around the offer, right, the price, the time frame, things like that, and listing out explicitly the next steps. I remember a couple of years ago, it was actually around the time I was formalizing my client attraction process into client search. And I had a sales conversation with a potential client, and she was meeting with a number of coaches. I think there were four of us in general, and I was the only one who sent her an invite letter. So when she sat down with her husband to really talk through, okay, what's the best plan forward here? He was the one who said, hold up. Who's this Dallas person giving you this really detailed, personal letter? This is who I would want to learn from. So I won the contract, if you will, because I took the time to send an invite letter. The good thing about the invite letter, because I want to be really honest here, the first couple of times you write one, it's going to feel like a heavy lift. But pretty soon you end up having three or four versions of your invite letter that serve as a template that you can then just go in and customize here and there every time you have a sales conversation or a discovery call with potential clients. The invite letter helps maintain the container for your client. It also, and this is really important, if you've ever been on the receiving end of a discovery session, right? you just spent an hour. 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, 90 minutes, however long it was, talking about what you want and what feels like it's in your way and really going there. And that is, that can take its toll. And whether it was an awesome conversation or a taxing one, at the end, without an invite letter, you're left to, you're just left with your memory, right? And your emotions. So if You have to consult with a partner about this buying decision, right? Or if you just want to breathe into it, the further you get from that discovery session, the less aligned you'll feel. The invite letter is the thing that maintains alignment. 
And driving people to a one-size-fits-all sales page is not the same thing. So I've just found how worthwhile it is to take the time to send a formal invite. I'm saying formal, and I'm a a very unformal person. (laughs) I guess it's formal because it's in the form of a PDF. So there you go. Super formal, right? (laughs) But really taking the time to capture what's possible for this client and present it to them so they have all the information in front of them. They have that anchor back to the incredible discovery session they had with you. Okay. There is one more tool I want to share with you, and I alluded to it a moment ago, but in the online world and in a lot of other sales programs, there's often a conversation about overcoming objections, and this tip is simply to reframe the idea of overcoming objections. Overcoming objections pits me against you right? I am here to overcome (laughs) the feelings that you have. That's not our job. As coaches, our job is to advocate for our clients' success. Advocate for their success. I know for me, anyone who's interested in the hive and has a discovery session with me, this program, from where I stand, this program It's either not going to be a fit or it is. If I feel like it's a fit, in my mind, it's the best path forward. So advocating for your success often can look like taking a strong stance for the offer that you present. But it's our job to advocate for the client's success. So earlier this year, there was a period of time where I had someone on my staff who hosted our discovery sessions rather than me. And there were a number of reasons why I took that role back. The main one is it's just so important to me to truly know every member inside of my program. Okay, but when I was working with this salesperson and giving them some training, something we kept coming back to was the importance of advocating for your client's success. Because sometimes what we want is to avoid putting pressure on them, right? Sometimes what we want or we tell themselves is, I'm going to give them the dignity of their own decision-making process. I want to be really kind about this. But what we end up doing unconsciously is advocating for the client's resistance or advocating for their, for their weaknesses, So if we're meant to advocate for the client's success, it's our job to ask the kind of questions that helps the client observe, right, or lean into their own, I'm using giant air quotes here, objections, right? Their their considerations, their fears, the things that are up for them. If a client says to you, "Now, now isn't the right time, You are not advocating for their success by simply replying, I totally get it. You have to do this when the timing is right for you. I'm here when you need me. That's polite, right? But it's not actually kind. And you're definitely not advocating for the client's success. Let me be crystal clear. I don't mean now shaming them 
right? Because they don't have what it takes to make big decisions and winners make decisions and all of that crap. That is not what I'm saying here. What I am saying is can you care enough about the client making a decision they feel great about, even if that decision is no? Can you care enough about that that you're willing to ask uncomfortable or challenging questions? What might that look like? So the client says, oh, now it's not really the right time. Taking a beat and then saying, I'd love to talk more about that if you're open to it. Because we've just spent quite a while talking about your goals and how much they matter to you. So when you say, now's not the right time, what do you mean by that? Or what does the right time look like? These are coaching skills. And again, the goal is not to get more sales, right? The goal is to ensure that the client is making an empowered decision instead of a decision from the place of habit, right? The place of fear, the place of confusion or overwhelm. It's our job as coaches to advocate for our client's success. That starts at the sales conversation. So how do we do this ethically? It's easy to do it ethically. We're taking care of people, right? But how do we do this authentically? Set the stage at the beginning of your sales conversation, your discovery call, to advocate for their success. So inside of Client Surge, we go through the entire sales call process. And in the beginning, it's all about setting the stage, right? Part of setting the stage is to ask them what they want to get out of the conversation and to share what you want to get out of the conversation. In this case, what I want to get out of the conversation is to help you make the best decision about whether or not my program is the thing to help you accomplish your goals. In order to do that, my job right now is to advocate for your success. So is it okay with you if along the way in our conversation, if I have questions about where you're at or what your motivation might be, is it okay to ask you those questions? So we're just getting a buy-in at the top. We're setting the stage that it's our job to really take care of them and advocate for their success. And then when it's time to advocate for their success, we remind them that that's our role. As I have developed and cultivated and strengthened my ability to hold space in a sales call, I learn more and more what a beautiful experience sales calls can be and what an act of service they are when we are brave enough to really take care of the client. And that's what this last tip is really about. So hallelujah, you never again have to overcome objections. Instead, you, get to, you just get to take a stand for what's possible in the life of your client. Okay, you could have me here all day. I love having conversations like this. My intention for today's episode was just to get things started because Next week, you're going to hear from a number of other coaches and a roundtable discussion all about sales conversations. And then inside of the free Clients from Scratch workshop, we're going to dig even deeper. This week, you can follow along on Instagram 
to take what I've talked about today much further and be able to really understand it and integrate it in your business. So please make sure if you don't already follow me, follow me at Dallas Travers Biz Mentor on Instagram. And if you haven't already, please make sure to grab your free spot inside of the Clients from Scratch workshop. Enrollment for that free class is now open and you can grab your spot at dallastravers.com slash clients. If you have questions, hit me up on Instagram. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'm just calling you forward, right? Inviting you to be brave and take even better care of your clients inside of what in the past may have been awkward discovery sessions for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you back here next week.